Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Can you hear me now? Hello, hello, hello. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Can I hear me? I'm going to stay back here so I'm out of spitting distance. It's probably not real good any time, but especially in this time, it, it's not, not good at all. So um, let's pray real quick. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to gather. We thank you for this beautiful day and, and for all your blessings and all your promises that are yes and amen, Father. And you said in your promises and in your word that you're not a man that you should lie or a man or the son of man that you should change your mind. So, Father, we call you on it. And we say we expect all your blessings and all your promises to be available fully to us this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Holy Spirit, speak through me this morning. Amen. Okay. How many uh, are excited to be here? Yay! Looks like it. <laughs> It's awesome. Thank you guys for coming out on this horrible day. I know the weather's a challenge, you know. But we will grunt through the sunshine, you know. But um, <clears throat> I was praying. I was like, Father, what do, you, what do you want to say this morning? And there's so much going on. And so, like, I was studying um, some of the people that I study. I like, to, I like to pick a few people out and let some people speak into my life. You hear what I'm talking about? But I'm really picky about who I allow to, to speak into my life. Like, I've had to turn a lot of the news off, right? Because, like, I'd find myself getting frustrated and getting upset, and the first thing I'd be doing is focusing on what someone said, and it would wreck my whole day. Do you hear what I'm talking about? And it would give, and it would put this atmosphere around my whole day that just wrecked it and I was like you know something I'm not going to give something or or someone that much power in my life right and so so I was like you know what I'm going to choose to listen to what God's saying and I'm going to find some people that I can listen to that I trust that I know God's speaking through and so I got several people some of them go more to the you know I, I love rabbis rabbis have so much wisdom but then I love some just flat out straight preachers too and so and some bible teachers man there's so many bible teachers that are so good find a voice right but in it can be the bible too do you hear what i'm saying that's your first voice but also find people that can speak into your life and that you're accountable to and that they can breathe life into you and so one of the things the rabbis talked about this year is in the hebrew calendar this is a year of pay and everybody's like yes Right? How many of you like that? That's a good thing, right? Hey, it's pay pay year, not just payday, right? Except it's not the same pay that you guys think. <laughs> right? It's not P-A-Y, it's P-E-Y, right? And do you know what it means? Anybody know what pay means? What's that? It's a letter, it's a letter of the Jewish alphabet, right? And so every letter represents a certain thing. Right? You got a Leif, Bait, Gamel, Kof, Mim, you know, all these pay, right? Represent certain things. Well, when you see pay, you see a mouth. It also represents 
this is the year of the mouth. <laughs> so you guys, man, I've heard more, some mouths that are way louder than others, you know, but it's the year of the mouth, right? But it's also the year, uh, it also means to breathe, right? And what God does, like from the beginning of the foundations of the earth, there's no coincidences, right? Do you know, in fact, in the, in the Hebrew language, there's not even a word for coincidence, right? And so, well, that's what the rabbis tell me. I'm not that smart, <laughs> right? So God has a plan, and he has things orchestrated, and he can get people where they need to be, when they need to be, no matter what the circumstances look like. Do you guys hear what I'm talking about? And so I thought it, thought it quite, quite interesting because it's the year of the mouth. And this is a year that everyone's trying to cover our mouth. Or shut our mouth. Do you hear what I'm talking about? Or breathing, right? Like we've been attacked with this silent virus that you can't see, right? That's all around and that everybody is so afraid of and... and and I know some people have been affected by it, and it is scary, right? But what is it attacking? It's attacking the lungs. It's attacking people's ability to actually breathe like this mask is doing to me right now. Do you hear what I'm talking about? And then you come along, and, and in our country, we have the tragedy of George Floyd, right? Where, 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 where it was just a tragedy, where, where the police officer had his... his, his knee on the guy's neck and he's like i can't breathe so like you see shirts and stuff going around i can't breathe right and then you you come into now where we're coming into places where um in some states like like a state south of us a little bit right they're telling churches that you know what you can't worship in church you can't sing in church and so i was just thinking of all this stuff and it's like that we look at people so much of the time that we blame people and look at people as our enemy when the Bible is clear that we don't war against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, right? And so, so now, um, sometimes people line up and they come into to alignment with the enemy and his plans and they try to make those plans operate but but that doesn't make that person our enemy that makes that person our goal and we pray for them god's mercy always proceeds as judgment and god's judgment's a lot different than what our judgment is because god's judgment is to set stuff right when we think of judgment we think of oh i'm gonna snap you down boy you hear what i'm talking about jerk you by the ear right i had a teacher in third grade right we're sitting in an auditorium and this kid done something on her and she come and grabbed him by his ear and lifted him like three feet off the ground like I mean she didn't look like a teacher she looked like she could have played linebacker for the you know Dallas Cowboys right and he's ah and you know something no one was bad around her ever you know why because she was harsh right you know something Jesus even loved her right but we don't war against people. God, God's mercy and God's, God's judgments are pure. And so we pray for people and we love people and, and, and we stay in alignment with what God said. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son 
that whosoever should believeth on him. Do you know what that means? In Greek? I don't. I, I just take them for their word for it. I don't know Greek, right? But I'm pretty sure it means that whosoever means everybody. You know what I'm talking about? And so God loves everybody. Jesus died for everybody. And so we can love them. Now there comes a point in time, there's this dude in the Bible. How many of you ever been to read in the book of Exodus? Right? It's at the beginning of the book. Right? And so, um, anyway, in Exodus, there's this dude. His name is um, Pharaoh. Right? And so, the Egyptian, or the Hebrew children at this point had been in slavery for 400 plus years. Now, think about that. Our country isn't even 400 years old yet. Right? In fact, like, what, we're maybe halfway there? Right? And so, anyway, that's a long time to be in slavery. That's a long time to be waiting on God's promises. How many of us want to wait 400 years for God's promises? Not, not me, man. I have a hard time waiting four seconds. Right? And so here Pharaoh is, and God calls Moses, and he brings Aaron. And, and he's like, like, I want you to tell Pharaoh, we want to go three days three days in, into to the wilderness to worship God. Pharaoh's like, well, I am God. You know, and he literally, he thought he was God. Well, no, you're not going to do it. And so, so they come to him, not once, not twice, but ten times, and said, let my people go. And God didn't just let him go for three days to worship, but he let him go for eternity. Right? Not only did he let him go for eternity, but he, but he let him go with not one left lame or feeble or broke, right? Because they had all the wealth of Egypt with them. So, like, I just like to, like, like I'm not being political, but I'm just t telling the powers that be, be careful when you're messing with the bride of Christ and when you're messing with God's people and you're trying to shackle them because you're not messing with people, you're messing with God himself. Can you imagine getting between someone and their bride? I mean, good Lord. So, I think when we wrestle with these things and we see these things, we've got to stay in alignment with God and His heart and His spirit and say, you know something, God, you're the judge. You're the king. You're the one we worship and, and fight our battle in a spiritual realm. Do you hear what I'm saying? And then there ever comes a time where we have to speak up. And we do it by guidance of the Holy Spirit. Do you hear what I'm saying? And that time may come. And it might not come too, right? But I want to encourage you guys, don't get caught up in the mess. Don't get caught up in all the gook going around you. But focus on God and focus on who He is and focus on worshiping Him. Whatever the enemy's trying to keep me from doing, I can tell you that's the one thing I'm going to do. Right? And so, so that's what I focus on in, in following the Holy Spirit and following what He's doing. And so there's so many people and so many, so much stuff going on. And, and um, my heart breaks. And um, me, I'm a fixer. <laughs> right? Like I train horses. Like, when, when I train a horse, there's usually a problem with the horse, or the horse is a blank slate, right? And so I'm either teaching the horse, 
or most of the time I'm fixing some problem that someone put in the horse. Do you hear what I'm saying? They thought they had a horse problem, but actually what happened was a horse had a people problem. Right? And so, so when things come to me, like I want to fix them right now. And the thing is, is I'm not God. But I know God. And I know that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I could ask or think. And I remember in Isaiah where it says that he'll answer our prayer before we even ask it. And I've seen him do that several times just in the last couple of weeks. And like, I didn't even feel like praying. Right? And, and I was out in a, in a yard with some folks and praying in their barnyard. Right? And before I got done, the answer was at the driveway. That's how good God is. It's like I almost didn't pray because I'm like, like, man, I just don't feel it today. Anybody ever been there? I don't feel righteous. I don't feel like God's going to hear me, so I guess I'll just not do anything about it. And those are the times when where, where um, the Bible says where sin abounds, grace superabounds, but that's not even necessarily sin. When that motions and we start relying on our motions to tell us if we're good enough to pray or if we're good enough to do something, we're going to be hurting because we're going to be pulling back from what God's wanting us to do instead of stepping into it. You know what? I don't feel the best right now, but guess what? Not sick-wise, but even emotional, right? Maybe it is sick-wise, but I'm going to trust that what God says he's going to do because his word says it, and he's not a man that he should lie. And I'm not going to be ruled by emotions, and I'm not going to be ruled by people affecting my day because of something that's happening around me. You guys hear what I'm talking about? And it, it takes us to a different level and, and allows us to grow up. Do you hear what I'm talking about? There's been a lot of things I've had to do in my life where they say, go do it. And I'm like, I, no, I don't feel like it right now. You know what? It just didn't work. I had to just cowboy up. In cowboys, we have a word it's called cowboy up. Right? And so that means we just suck it up and do it anyway. And when we do that, we find that God's with us and God's grace is with us and God's mercy is with us and God will go before us and make a way. You hear what I'm talking about? And so, anyway, I was thinking about a couple of dudes in the Bible. <laughs> right? You're like, about time he shuts up and goes to the Bible, right? And um, one of these dudes wrote a good portion of the Psalms and his name's David. Have you ever heard of David? King David. I'm going through a, um, a reading of Psalms with um, right now, um, and I'm reading just a certain number of chapters. But today it came up on Psalm six, and I thought, how fitting, because it says this in Psalms: "O oh Lord." Do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Be merciful, be merciful to me, Lord, for I am faint. O oh Lord, heal me, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in anguish. How long, O oh Lord? How long? Can you imagine that? Here, here is David. And he's a, God, he's a man after God's own heart. This is a dragon killer. 
Do you hear what I'm talking about? This is the dude that took down Goliath. And this is the dude that sang, when they sang, they said, said Saul killed, killed his thousands, but David his ten thousands. This is a dude where you think of as victory and, 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 and making everything just kind of panning out for him. But we forget that he went through literal hell in his life. He went through some stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? Starting with before he was even called to be a king, before he was even anointed to be a king. His dad had so much faith in him, he didn't even bring him to the party. You know what I'm talking about? Like, hey, I'm coming to, to anoint one of your son's king. Well, I know it ain't David, so you can just stay out in the sheep field. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I know it's not him. I didn't even call him to the party, right? And so, so this is that same David. Can you imagine what that must have felt like for him? And then he, God calls him out personally. So sometimes the people that you don't think are worth nothing are nowhere counter that God can ever use are the very people that God's going to pick. You know what? Not not because you're good <laughs> or you're smart or you're good looking, although it does help. You know. But because he is, right? And so I was thinking about David and thinking about, and here he is, he's going through a hard time and going through some stuff. And one of the things David does is, is he does not hold back with God, right? He doesn't just like suck back and say, you know, I'm stalling up. I'm not talking to God. So I said, we have this problem training horses and we call it bowing up. And you know what these horses do? They bow up and they stop and they won't do anything you ask them to do, right? <coughs> Excuse me. In fact, they won't do anything you don't ask them to do. They just won't do nothing. They're just mad. And most of the time, it's stallions who do this, right? They'll get mad. You make them mad, and they'll forget about it. A mare will get just nasty with you, and she'll remember three weeks later and take it out on you. Sounds kind of familiar, don't it? Right? A gilding, they just look like, uh, you know, they have no, no. But anyway, these horses, they'll, they'll bow up and they'll get mad. Right? Or the pe or some of the horses that remember it down the line and then they take it back out on you. David's like, you know what? I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going not gonna to hold this against God, but I'm also not going to stop. When I'm in trouble, I'm going to go to him. And you know what David did is he went with all of his heart, right? And he just laid it out before God, just like laying it out here. This is how I feel. He didn't hold nothing back. Anybody ever do that? Like he didn't say, well, I'm just going to stay in victory and ignore all the stuff going around me. And, you know, how you doing? I am great. And like there's an alligator hanging on your leg. Right? Really? You say, you know, I'm, I, I'm doing great, but there's an alligator on my leg. Would you please get it off so I can do really great? Right? David would have been, God, there's an alligator on my leg. I'm going to lose my leg if you don't save me. Please deliver me from this alligator. And he'd be praying for, for, for that, um, what is that alligator show where, where they come and shoot him in the head, you know, crocodile hunters or whatever it is. Please send someone to take care of my enemies, right? He didn't hold back, but he went to God with all his heart. 
and he said god i just want to i just got this and this is what it is you know what i love about david too is like he didn't do that with the good things either he brought them to him he was like connected to god he had that relationship with god i get that with horses too when i build a relationship with them things are bad they come to me they're like hey I know that you're going to get me through this because I trust your leadership. That when things are good, they come to me. Hey, how you doing? Can you rub me here? You know? But it's about a relationship and it's about trust. And that's what David had in God. No matter what was happening. Man, he's seen some bad things happen in his life. He's seen some hard things happen. And most of us will never see some of the things that he went through. You guys hear what I'm talking about? So here's, I love David so much in this because he's pouring his heart out for God. So what can we do when we're going through stuff? We can connect to God, right? We can run to God. We can move to God. We, we can go, hey, <laughs> we can be honest with God. And you know something, it's okay to be honest with other people too. And, and if you're having a hard time, it, it's not walking out of victory when you say hey please lift me up please pray for me i'm going through this or i'm going through that you know what that's called that's called a relationship with other people right and we need that to survive and we need that to grow there's times i need prayer there's times my wife needs prayer probably all the time because she's married to me <laughs> right so please be praying for her we might need to fast a little for that one too, but I don't like fasting too much as you can see. You know what I'm talking about? But we need to connect and not be afraid to say, hey, I'm going through something. Not just to God, but with other people and watch what God will do. If one can chase a thousand, two can chase what? Two thousand, right? Three thousand? Ten thousand? Come on, God don't know how to do math. I love it, right? I, I was in algebra and I flunked it my freshman year. And it's because I, like, I did math like God, <laughs> right? I was like, it's in the Bible. He said one can chase a thousand and two can chase 10,000. So I'll just do God's kind of math, right? I'm kidding, I didn't say that. But I wanted to tell him, hey, Anyway, back to the word. You guys doing good? It's nice out here, but it's it's a little toasty, isn't it? So here here David is and he says, "Turn, O Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love." You know what? He done first thing he done was he talked to God about the problem. Then he asked him to deliver him. He's like, "God, you have a promise for this." And he called him out and he's like, like, dude, you're God. I'm not. I can't handle this. I can't take care of this, but you can. You know what? That's what I'm praying right now for our country. There's so, certain stuff that's happening. And it doesn't mean that, that, that we, we stick our head in the sand, but this is we go to God and say, God, this is you. This is, this is your problem. It's too big for us to handle on our own. We need you, Father. Deliver us. And then I deliver us. We all, if all we do is just talk about the problem and then not ask for help, it's kind of kind of goofy, 
You hear what I'm talking about? Especially when someone's helping you and can help you. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's just common sense, right? <laughs> no one remembers you when, when he is dead. Who praises you from the, from the grave? Well, I mean, you go to heaven, you're going to see him. But what he's saying is like, I can't accomplish what you want for me. I can't have this kind of relationship that's special and unique that I can have while I'm walking out this journey right now. Do you guys hear what I'm talking about? And so he's saying, I'm going to go to heaven one day. He's not saying that here. He's, still, he's like, man, I'm going to die. And then, you know, I, you know. He's like, God, no one's going to remember this. He, he had a burning desire in his heart to accomplish all that God had for him. And he said, I'm not giving up and I'm not letting up. And the only way I'm going to do it is in you and through you. See, he had a rough journey. He made a lot of mistakes. But those mistakes didn't disqualify him. Those, those mistakes made a way for him to reach where he was going. But it's been a lot smoother. But now we can look back years and years later and say, wait a second. Here's a man that was after God's own heart, and he wasn't perfect. Neither am I. You know, we can give our country that kind of grace, too. Our country hasn't always been perfect. Right? But the journey that God's had and walked with it and talked with it and got us to where we are, God's still working on us. But he's still the God of America and still the God here in the U.S. Amen? That's free. No one remembers you when he is dead who praises you from the grave. I am worn out from groaning all night long I flood my bed with weeping and I, and I drench my couch with tears. He's so tired. He's like been crying and moaning. And like it's all night he's been crying and moaning and asking God for God, God to do this, right? <clears throat> Just laying his heart out to him. And do you know what God does? Anybody know what God is, does? Nothing. Nope. Let me re go on. I am worn out from groaning. All night long I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with, with tears. <laughs> you know he had a couch? I don't know what he was watching. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. <laughs> right? I ground and drenched my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fell because of my foes. Away from me, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be ashamed and dismayed, and they will turn back in sudden disgrace. So finally, what happens is God hears. God heard him. God answered his prayer. I love God so much, and I love his heart for us, and I love his wisdom for us, and I love just how, how good he is to us.
Um, I love this church. <laughs> I love this country. This is the greatest country on the planet. I, I just love you all. But one thing I'm thankful for is that we have some place that we can go and some place that we can bank on and that we can count on. And that's in the Word of God, and that's in prayer. And that's the Bible says in Hebrews, he, he, he said, said to approach the, the throne of grace freely where we obtain mercy and find grace. So we know that we can go to him because he loves us and he's for us and he's good to us. There's one more dude in the New Testament I want to close with. and I love this story about him because really our church, part of the church is named after the dude. Has anyone ever heard of John? Yochanan the Mikvah. Hey, did you know that, that, that uh, baptism wasn't just like, John didn't just invent it. It's called the Mikvah. And the Jewish people would do that for years. They'd do it before they'd even go into the temple. And, and, but, but John had a heart to follow God. And he had a heart for God. And he's the, the same dude who, who baptized Jesus, right? But then he spoke out. And you know what it got him? He got thrown in jail. I don't get thrown in jail. He's sitting there waiting, and they're getting ready to chop his head off. And really, you ever hear I'm going to deliver your? They're going to deliver your head on a silver platter. Guess where you get that from? Right. So here John is, and he's in prison, but Jesus is out doing his thing. People are getting healed, and people, the dead are being raised right and so john sitting in prison here in matthew chapter 11 verse 1 and it says this after jesus had finished instructing his instructing his 12 disciples he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of galilee when john heard in prison what christ was doing he sent his disciples to ask him are you the one who was to come or should we expect someone else you know, like David, David went and poured his heart out to God. And so here John's sitting in prison and he's thinking, man, I just knew you were the Messiah. And I seen when after I baptized you in the Holy Spirit, you know that John literally or Jesus literally went up out of the water into the air, right? John was there. He was like, like talk about freaking people out, man. I've baptized a few people, but if any of them float out of the water like that, I'm out of there. Just letting you guys know ahead of time, right? And so, so here, and then you hear the voice from heaven. This is my, my son, my beloved son, right? And so John saw this, but John had went through something, and he had been through so much, and now he's sitting there, and he's, so he sends a message to Jesus, and he says, Are you really the one? Are you the one, or should I find someone else? You know, I find a lot of times, instead of maybe asking God, right, or talking to God about it, then asking Him to deliver us, and then knowing that He heard us and accepted it, a lot of times we get mad at Him. We're like, you know what? I thought we have our own expectation and timeline, and if it's not met the exact way we want, then we get mad and pull back. So John sat in here and he's at a crossroads. He's at a moment of weakness. Can you imagine that? Are you the one or do I need to find someone else? 
Maybe you're out there in video land and you feel like that. But I want to tell you something. Jesus is the one. Just like he was yesterday. He's still healing people. He's still raising the dead. He's still making a way where there seems to be no way. And all you got to do is put your trust back in him or put your trust in him. And it's easy. The Bible says to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is Lord and you can be saved. Maybe you know him and you're running. I'd quit. <laughs> you're going to wear yourself out. All you got to do is say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I just commit it all to you and watch what he'll do. Talk to him. Talk to him about everything that's going on. Talk to him about how, how you feel. Talk to him. Just let it all out to God, man. Too much of the time we're picking up the phone and talking to people who can't do nothing about our problems. One of the smartest things I ever heard is don't go to someone with a problem that they can't fix. And you know what? There's not a problem that God can't fix. There's not something that he doesn't have a solution for. There's nothing that Jesus' blood did not pay for. And the sacrifice that he made did not pay for. And there's nothing that the accessibility to that doesn't come through except by the resurrection of that one. And his name's Jesus. Amen? And so Jesus said, replied to him. He's like, dude, you need to get some depression medicine. No? You know what he said? Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. He's like, this is just not something that he's promising. This is what he's doing right now. And I promise you in these times, there is stuff happening that just because we don't see it. There's places in California where they're meeting at the beach and they started out with a few people. And there's a thousand people coming and worshiping God. And you know what? They baptized. I think last week over 80 people gave their heart to Jesus and were baptized in the, in the river. God is on the move and God is doing stuff in spite of what's going on. He's not caught off guard like, oh boy, I didn't see this coming. We should have just fast forward this. He's not having a panic attack. They're not having emergency board meetings in heaven. But this is the time that we're called for. This is the time when we can expect God to move in our heart and move in our lives and make a way for us. You are born for this time. It's not a coincidence or an accident that you're here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so he's with us and he's for us and he's going to make a way if we'll just keep trusting him. And I love this. Because go back and see, what did he see? The blind receive their sight, the lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cured and the deaf hear and the dead are raised and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. Do you know what he's saying to John? Don't get offended. Don't get offended when it's not looking like what you thought it was going to look like. And then he said before he walked off, he in the ears of his disciples, he sends them away and tells them that. But then he's like, there's no man greater that ever walked the face of this earth than John the Baptist. None. Zero up until that point, right? 
He said, said, said all the way from the law and the prophets, all this whole book from Genesis all the way to the New Testament is talking about and prophesying and preparing for Jesus. And he says, all that, no one was greater, not Nebuchadnezzar, not Pharaoh, not any of these things where you would think, not Moses himself. He's like, that's the greatest. But he said something happened after Jesus come. And he said the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Now something happened, right? Jesus died and he went to the cross. And now the fulfillment of the Messiah is here. So greater works can we do because he's here with us. We can expect God to move in our hearts and our lives. You have greatness in you. You have God himself in you. And whatever you're going through, you can get through it. Amen? So, Father, we just thank you for your word. Thank you for being here with us and, and just being so faithful to us. So we give you the praise and the honor for it. I thank you that you're meeting every need, even as, as we're sitting here praying, and that, that you're actually answering it before we even pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.